service. Welcome back to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Today's episode 105. Thanks for being here. As always, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. Make sure you're subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Hit that heart button, that plus button. Maybe it says follow. Maybe it says subscribe. You'll be alerted as soon as those new episodes drop. Ratings and reviews help so much for visibility for the show. So if you can, hit us with five stars on Apple Podcasts. Write us a review. I'll read it on the air. I will love you forever. If you can't hit us with five stars, if you can't write a review... Tell somebody about the podcast. Tell somebody you don't know that well. Tell somebody that sits at the cubicle over from you that you don't like. You're like, what's their name? Just whisper full service in their ear. See what happens. Let's start the dialogue. Spread the word for the podcast. I love you. That'd be amazing. That'd be so amazing. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is by joining us on Patreon. Each month, we have at least one Patreon-exclusive episode you cannot hear anywhere else. That is patreon.com slash fullservicepod. Today, episode 105. First off, I'm excited for this episode. I'm excited for them all, but I'm excited for this one in particular. My guest is Atlanta-based companion Cameron J., I uh, actually reached out to Cameron actually before I started doing the podcast. I think it was like September of 2019 that I initially reached out and we didn't record, we didn't record, but now it's happening. Two years later, stoked to have her on the podcast. We uh, recorded this like a couple weeks ago, so it's fresh. It's new. We, uh, we talk about life in Atlanta, living in Atlanta, her love of travel. We talk about her start in the industry, working for an agency, going independent, establishing herself. We talk OnlyFans. We talk exiting the industry, reentering the industry, things she's learned, where she sees herself in the future. So much fun. Shout out, Cameron. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Also on the podcast, this friend of the podcast, Sophia Soma drops in for a second. Shout out to Sophia, hell yeah. You can find Cameron on Twitter at Miss Cameron of ATL. Also, you can find her on OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Cameron J0852. Also, Cameron and Sophia were the Patreon episode for October. So if you want to hear more of this interview, we uh recorded this and then we fucking shot the shit, hung out for the probably like 90 minutes. And that's on Patreon. So if you want to hear that, patreon.com slash full service pod, you know what to do. Man, I'm excited. I'm going to stop talking. I hope you enjoy my conversation today with Cameron J. Thanks. Yeah, it's been like two years since I initially reached out to you, and now it's happening. Yes. So fucking. So fucking. So fucking. I'm glad that we did it. Like, I'm glad that the. We both have grown in two years. Yeah. 100%. I feel like if we would have done it then, it it wouldn't have been as good as it would have been now. You know, no, I'm glad things, I mean, everything happens for a reason. I'm glad they played out like yeah. everything played out. How it's it like was supposed to. Rolling Stones. Sometimes you don't get what you get, what you need. And what the people need is this interview right here today. So Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Fuck. Yeah. We are in Atlanta right now. Uh, yes. How do you like Atlanta? I love Atlanta. Like Atlanta is my home. I've lived in California and Louisiana, but I came back. Like, there's no city 
no other city like Atlanta. Fuck like yeah. even when you land in Hartsfield and you get off the plane, you're like, okay, I'm back I, home. I love the flyby because like it's just like you the city like you when you when you're flying in and you like fly. I guess when you're coming from the north or whatever, yeah. and you fly by the city, it's just like all green, and then like you start to see the, the fucking like the lights and everything from the. You're like, oh shit, we're fucking here. We're here. Yep. Touch Feels down. good every time. Yeah. Yes. What, uh, what's good to do in Atlanta? What's the move? Somebody's here. What should they do? So I feel like we're definitely evolving as far as like restaurants and stuff go. Um, I love nature um, as far as like hiking and stuff like that. We have great trails. Um, Cloudland Canyon or Emory Creek Falls, Sweetwater Creek are great. Like okay. you can whitewater raft. Like that's one thing I love about Georgia and Atlanta is like, we have a wide range of different climates. You get all four seasons. Oh, yeah. But also, like, when my friends come in town, I always give them, like, the strip club tour. The uh, strip club tour. Yes, for sure. Do you have a favorite strip club in not Atlanta? Not just one. Not my just one. My favorite, actually, like, is not here anymore. But, you know, like... I love Cheetah, Follies, like... Shout what? out to Follies. Yes, R.I.P. Exactly. to one of the greats. Pink Pony, Magic City, like, Claremont Lounge is funny because, you know, that's supposed it's a fun to be, time, like, you know? where, you, where the strippers go to die. <laughs> but there's actually, like, a pretty hot, like, mom and daughter duo there really? right now. Yeah, but, like, also, like, a couple of years ago, there's, like, <laughs> a girl that, like, smashed can- beer cans with her titties. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and like, Blondie, like, I think. Yeah, yeah, she actually has, like, a really successful, like, brewery comp- company now and, like, oh, does, dope. like, beers and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think she's still, like, because last time I went, I feel like she was maybe, like, bartending. Yeah. she still works there. Or, like, maybe I even mean, owns it's an it, awesome potentially. vibe, yeah. Yeah. It's For a cool sure. spot. Yeah. I, need, I still need to, like, vent. I feel like I've only been to, like... Folly, Magic Cities, Claremont. I'm like, I feel like uh, I need to go more the, spots, you know. Yeah, there's definitely, like, Blue Flame is one. Like, it just depends on what your taste is. I want to go to Blue Flame, but I feel like, see, my problem is that I go to the strip club and I'm like, you know what? This cash that I brought to the strip club, this is going to be fine, you know. Yeah. I won't need to go to the ATM anymore. Oh, that's Wrong. my problem too. Wrong. I definitely cash out. Wrong <laughs> every time. It's like, let exactly. me just pay this little twenty dollar ATM fee. Especially at Magic City. <laughs> like, those girls are talented. For sure. I didn't want to go to fun. Last time I went to Magic City, I was like, I don't want to go because I know what will happen. Same oh. thing that happens every time is that I spend way too much money, but then I'm like, Yeah, but I mean, it was also, wonderful. Like, it was wonderful. No, it's always a great time. Absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Like you don't want to go thinking that you're going to save money. You no, no. Spend. But even like besides the strip clubs, like you know, Falcons, Atlanta United, the Hawks, like the Braves, like so it's much. always a good. It's always a good experience if you go check out any sports events or anything like that. Fuck yeah. I know, like, the last, like, year, 18 months, 20 months, it's been wild, you know? Is there anything you're, like, looking forward to doing that maybe you haven't been able to do Traveling, during? for sure. That's my favorite thing. Like, just seeing new places that I haven't been um, and experiencing new experiences. Like, I want to hit all the seven wonders. Like, oh, nice. Yeah. You know, with COVID and everything, like, I feel like a lot of traveling was kind of put at a halt but that's something that i'm definitely looking forward to fuck yeah for sure do you have a like i feel like a lot of people were just like picked up like hobbies or like stuff that like 
they hadn't done in a while during COVID because they're like, so have I know time to everybody think. hated 2020, but honestly, like it wasn't terrible for me. Um, in my normal boring square life, I do real estate and, um, I started my commercial portfolio in 2020. Nice. Um, it definitely like gave me time to kind of like sit down and reprioritize and, um, I planted several fruit trees in my yard. Sweet. I have like a fifty foot garden. Like Oh fuck. Yeah. Um it was I mean it wasn't all bad for me. I actually got back into the hobby after a couple of years in twenty twenty. So Sweet, sweet. Yeah. Twenty twenty was popping, twenty twenty one. I mean it wasn't terrible for me. I know a lot of terrible things happened, but yeah. I fuck don't, yeah. Yeah. What uh it's like fall right now. What uh what's happening this fall for you? Got any got any plans? So fall's my favorite season. Ooh. My birthday's in the fall. I love like the changing of the leaves and like Halloween's coming up. That's my favorite holiday. What are, are you doing anything for Halloween? I don't have what any solid doing? plans yet, but I know for sure I'm dressing up. Nice. Yeah. Um, I love like people like embracing like dressing up and like of course all the candy and sweets and everything god damn right diabetic coma that's what we're we're going for yeah i love like watching all the like halloween movies and stuff like that like but yeah it's my favorite hell yeah (laughs) what uh what's something you're passionate about um i'm super passionate about like fairness and equality um whether it's like race, sexuality. Um, I just feel like everybody should be treated equal and, you know, live and love, like yeah. live and let live. Hell yeah. Where can the people, what are you doing if you're not working, you're trying to fucking relax and what, what are you doing for fun? So I was super into festivals. Um, that was like where I felt like the most free and like the best vibes and energy. Um, I love like dancing and art, anything art and music I love. Um, I was supposed to go to Bonnaroo this year. Okay, I've been to Bonnaroo. It got I did canceled. Burning Man. Yeah, a, a few different ones got canceled. So many, that I feel like. And it was like, a couple were just like Bonnaroo was, and there was like another one that was just like weather related. Yeah, here, yeah. Imagine World. Or, oh, shit, yeah, okay. Tomorrow World, I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was super muddy. Yeah. And they had a bad experience <laughs> a couple of years ago. But yeah, any, like I like traveling is my favorite thing i want to see the whole world i want to see things i've never seen before um do you have a destination like if you could go one place or like that one place like the the one place you're like i'm trying to go there you know so i want to go to antarctica oh shit everything that's being uncovered by the melting ice and of course i want to see penguins and polar bears but yeah, there's lots of different interesting things about like just humanity and our history as a whole that's being discovered right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm super interested. In that. I feel like Antarctica is one of those places where it's like it's uncharted still, territory. Yeah, it's still now. Yeah. Because people were trying to do that back in the day, and then it's your so shit just freezes up, and it's like you never hear from them again. Absolutely, yeah. That's wild. So I feel like I try to start, you know, at the beginning of everybody's like. Like sex work journey, right? Do you feel like you can remember your first exposure to sex work at all? Absolutely. One of my childhood friends, you know, she was into it as soon as we were old enough to do it. And I was like, wow, this is crazy and amazing. Like, and actually the first time I ever kind of was exposed to it, I went to a meet and greet 
and I was like, what is this? Like, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> this is a whole different world. And um, actually at the meet and greet, I met a couple of my mentors that kind of like guided me when I first got in. Okay. Yeah. Are you like knowing your friend doing it? Are you, when she starts, are you thinking like, I kind of want to do this at all? Or is it simply like, okay, I have a friend. That's what she does. Are you thinking at that point when she's doing it, like potentially you might want to do it as well? Or is it like later that you kind of, so I guess, want to get in the industry? when she first got in, I was like, wow, like, shh, that's ballsy. Like, I was like, I could never like, but then, you know, student loans and tuition and like just talking to her about it. I, I think I had like a different perception of what it was. And she definitely made me more comfortable with it. For okay. Sure. Yeah. Did you, I guess also too, did you have a, compared to like when you actually got in and started in companionship, did you have an, I guess, an idea of what you thought that would be? And then when you get in, is it any different than what you thought before getting in? It's definitely different than what I thought. Um, I realized like, you know, you meet great people, um, lots of different unique individuals from all walks of life and... I mean, I've had great experiences. Some of the best times of my life have been, you know, because of this industry and hobby. So. Yeah. How was it? How did you get in? Like, I know you said you kind of go to a meet and greet. How does like, how does your entrance into the industry look? So I originally started with an agency. Okay. And again, I was being coached by a mentor that had already been in. She's not in now. You know, I didn't have any reviews. I knew I didn't want to be on like, you know, I don't want to name any certain like websites but okay. I knew there was a couple of websites I was like oh, a little sketch so I started with an agency it was well known it was the gold club okay um, and this was before like everything happened in 2017 but um I knew like I wanted to be independent but I didn't have any reviews and I wanted to legitimize myself so I started with them and um, got a couple of reviews I actually learned quite quite a bit from just you know working with them for a couple of months just seeing like the different girls in the hobby and like seeing how everything worked um but yeah I kind of like took notes and then branched out on my own for sure how'd you like working at the agency I definitely like being independent more okay just because you're more in control of who you see um and you know you kind of get a feel for the person that you're about to meet and everything like that how is it going independent from the agency? Like, what was that process like? Like, I know, like, is there also, is there any fear in going independent? Like, is it's like kind of like when you're maybe with an agency, there's like already an existing clientele structure that's right. like booking you. Was there any fear like going independent by yourself? Like, how did that kind of look, I guess? Well, I'd kind of, you know, talked to the clients that I met with the agency and, you know, they knew I was going independent there wasn't necessarily any fear. I knew like by the time I went independent that I had built my kind of brand, started building my brand. And I, you know, it was, I mean, everything went fairly smoothly for me. I didn't have any issues or anything like that. Yeah. I just, the differences, you know, with an agency, you just walk in and, you know, they let you know what, you know, what time you're meeting someone and, you know, that's basically it is whereas independent, you're in charge of, you know, verifying clients, talking back and forth with them, um, and just, you know, all the behind the scenes, which is totally fine with me because that 
you know, gives you a more intimate in depth. Yeah. You'll have like chemistry potentially with this person or exactly. kind of know what's up with them. Whereas rather like when than... you're just meeting, it's like blind dating on a million. When yeah. They show up. Yeah. It's yeah. You kind of like definitely can get a feel for the person before. Do you feel like having to like when you are like kind of like almost like blind seeing somebody, do you feel like, cause I feel like almost all, would you have to, you have to probably adapt to a situation faster when you don't know essentially at all who you're not, not don't know who you're seeing, but it's like, I feel like you almost have to adapt in a moment quicker when there, when there's a, like blind seeing somebody versus like knowing who you're seeing already beforehand. Absolutely. Um, I kind of like like the adrenaline rush of not knowing, but also there's like a sense of like ease and um, comfortability when you already know the person. And I definitely believe in quality over quantity. Yeah. And I mean, I've met some great people. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. In this hobby and industry, for sure. Fuck yeah. You know, I feel like the longer you do something, the better you get, you know? For sure. You know, I feel like I've gotten better talking to people than I was two years ago. Like, is there... I'm so glad we did this now. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Do you feel like there was, like, at the beginning, like, a learning curve or, like, a waiver period where you're, like, not necessarily not good, but, like, not as good as you are now? Does that that happen? I'm definitely more confident in myself and sexuality now. Yeah. As before. Camera now, more evolved, but better than camera before. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah. What do you feel like your biggest challenge was uh, starting out? Maybe with the agency or even independent? Like, what was your biggest challenge, maybe? Just, like, verifying that clients were safe to see and also, like, getting past nerves. Okay. Um, Because, like, I'm an introvert extrovert. So, like, don't get me wrong. I love, like, a crowd and having a great time and, like, meeting new people. But also, like, you know, in this industry, you have to kind of put yourself out there. Yeah. Like there's no time to be shy or anything like that. So yeah. I definitely think it brought out and stepped me out of my, com- like made me step out of my comfort zone, which I can appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel like maybe the most important thing you learned starting out was? The most important thing I learned just to kind of be free and like be open. And it definitely helped me explore sexuality and like, I mean, I don't have anything negative to say about the hobby right now. You know, you learn things along the way, but yeah. Do you feel like, have you always been face out? No. Um, so I was definitely apprehensive, especially like, um, I have a normal square, so to speak life. And I have a profession outside of this. Um, and actually one of the mentors and an old friend that's not in the industry anymore, kind of put my face online one time yeah she didn't she didn't realize but the response was like overwhelmingly great yeah I was like oh it was like a great (laughs) I was like oh this is marketing yeah like yeah so initially I was kind of like uh but you know it kind of helps clients see that you know, you're a real person, you are who you say you are. And yeah, yeah, it was definitely a positive response. Yeah. yeah. People like see the face are like, Hey, that's She's a nice a face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> How is it? So like starting out, like, or 
you know, going independent from the agency, how is it, I know you already kind of have like an assist existing like clientele base a little bit from, you know, the agency. How is it like, how's it finding clientele when you're independent? How does that kind of look for you at the beginning? I learned a lot about like digital marketing and stuff like that. I learned how important photo shoots are and like how important reviews are and stuff like that, especially when you're starting out. Okay. Do you feel like at like, cause I feel like reviews I've said on the podcast, I feel like they're kind of a thing that people kind of feel strongly about. How do you feel like either way? Like how do you feel like reviews are beneficial from your standpoint? So initially when you start out, especially as an independent, I think reviews are important um, because that kind of legitimizes yourself and lets clients know that you're, you know, you're safe to see you are who you say you are and lets them know what to expect. As far as like now that I'm kind of seasoned in yeah. the game, I'm not necessarily looking for any more positive reviews, but you know, as far as like when you first start out, I think they're important. Yeah. Um, you know, I have plenty of reviews to kind of let you know what to expect um, when you see me. So I haven't had any like negative feedback from them. Um, I know like some of them can be tedious and kind of, uh, how should we say, dramatic a little yeah, bit. Yeah, motherfuckers out here writing books. <laughs> yeah, and I think like some of the sites that have reviews, especially like TER, you know, like I've had people tell me like they'll go in and write a review and they'll make them go back and like write more details. Oh, okay. Um, you know... I think they're good, especially in the beginning, but once you get past a certain number, not necessarily a certain number in my head, but it's kind of like... Yeah. It's yeah. like, I'm like, if this person has a bunch of reviews, it's like, well, obviously. You know, Obviously, yeah. they're legitimate. You yeah, know? absolutely. I think it's I think it's definitely a plus for clients and girls when they start out, but once you get, you know, once you're seasoned and been in the hobby for a little bit, like, you know... I don't know if they're necessary, yeah. but it's, I, I think it's a positive thing. Have you ever felt any pressure in a session to live up to any like client's expectations because of reviews? And do you feel like it's changed at all? Maybe at the beginning versus now, is it, is there, is that a thing? Like, so I definitely feel like more in control of my environment and my body and everything now. Um, I try to outdo myself. Like, yeah. I don't necessarily live up to anybody else's expectations. I live up to my own. Um, and I mean, I, I don't have anything bad to say about yeah. like the hobby. Like I love it. Like it's super fun. It lets me break outside of the norm. It's also like a, yeah, it's like a release for me. So oh, yeah. yeah. Do you have like, do you have an average clientele that books you? Average? Yeah. No, not at all. It's everybody. Yeah, like it's definitely not so taboo as it used to be before. Like, I meet so many interesting people from all walks of life. Fuck like, yeah. I love it. It helps me like open up and relate to all different people. I feel like just meeting so many people. I mean, like, it just, just in general as a person, like meeting a whole bunch of different people. It's like it makes you a more well-rounded person. You know, I feel like absolutely. You gotta, you gotta meet fucking different people. You know, I agree for sure. And then just, like, interacting with a lot of different people on, like, a, a regular basis has to be, like, only, like, a positive thing. Yeah, no, I love it. Like, that's one of my favorite things about the hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like when people reach out to you, they know what they're doing? Like, clients. Like, potential clients. Do people know what they're doing when they hit you up? For the most part, um, 
you know, you'll get some here and there because I do respond to text messages and stuff. I definitely can appreciate an email with all of the verification information provided. Um, you know, I do get an email, I mean, a text here and there where they're like, Hey, and I'm like, hello, (laughs) you know, um, where do you feel like people go wrong potentially when hitting you up? Um, you know, I like to go back to like a lady in the streets, I'm freaking the sheets. <laughs> like sometimes they're explicit prematurely. Um, but I just think like as far as, you know, as if they understand that safety is first and they understand, you know, this is a very, very vulnerable situation meeting, um, I can appreciate when people are forthcoming with verification information yeah, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, was there like, like during, you know, the last, like this whole fucking COVID time's wild, right? Do you feel like you've had like a memorable, like COVID date at all that would it's like, cause I feel like it happens inside a bubble almost. Is, is there a memorable COVID date at all that you had? Somebody I saw pre COVID was like a totally normal and I'm not saying he's abnormal, but like before it was just like young, wild and free. And then after COVID, it was like, okay, you're keeping your mask on the whole time. Like, okay. Yeah, that was definitely interesting. But I understand that like people, you know, need to feel safe and stuff like that. Everybody has their fucking boundaries. Or like before COVID, I saw them face to face. And after COVID, you know, they wanted to do virtual dates. Oh, okay. Stuff like that. Yeah. Did you get hit up uh, much at all about like virtual stuff during the pandemic? Oh, absolutely. How was that? I missed like actually like, like having the one-on-one time with people and like interacting with them. But I kind of adapted and learned. Yeah. I feel like, cause it's like almost like, like zoom, like during the pandemic, like there was no comedy, Lots of like people zoom. started doing zoom comedy shows and it's Spike, like, it's not yeah. the same fucking thing, yeah, you know, absolutely. just like there's, I feel like there's no replacement for that. Like literally I see you, we're three feet apart, you know, it's like, there's no really like substitute. I feel like for, yeah, like I love the human interaction and yeah. like actually like feeling somebody's energy and like with COVID, like, you know, it scared a lot of people and. Yeah, there was definitely a disconnect there for a little bit. Do you feel like the like clientele has changed at all, like pre versus post COVID? Is that have you, like any noticeable like changes? Well, I feel like at first it was a little different when it first started because everyone was freaked out. But now I feel like people are vaccinated; they're ready to get back to their normal lives. Like, yeah, I think honestly, it's you know better than ever. Yeah. Yeah. God damn right. Yes. <laughs> do you ever tour at all? I do, yeah. What are some uh, favorite places to visit? What are some good touring spots, I guess, for you? I love D.C. I love Chicago men. Um, I love California. Texas was great. Like, I haven't had... Oh, Boston is awesome, too. Fuck There's yeah. lots of, like, intellectual men in Boston and not so many women, whereas Atlanta is kind of like, I think it's the ratio is like eight to one. Yeah. There's like a lot more women than men in Atlanta. Yeah. And you can tell as soon as you land, I haven't had any bad experiences touring, but Atlanta's kind of great right now. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. So you've been in the industry like pre SESTA FOSTA. 
Um, Sesta Fossa is like 2018. What does does that did that were you affected by Sesta Fossa at all? Not really. I know TER shut down a little bit, but I had kind of already built my clientele and, like I said, like quality over quantity for sure. Yeah. Um, it didn't. It didn't necessarily affect me. And like right after that, I retired and okay. got in a monogamous relationship. So. Oh boy. Yeah. So I didn't feel like it necessarily affected me negatively. How is it? I know it? it scared a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. How has it been like, you know, like getting into the industry, getting out, getting back in? How is it reentering? You know, is it like, does so it take a time? So when I reentered, I was thinking about like changing my name and like just revamping everything. But actually I talked to my current bestie, Sophia Soma, and she was like, no, like <laughs> you, you had like a great brand already built and um, people had missed me. And it was actually a very smooth transition, like, in a positive way. Nice. Yeah. Have you, like, so from working at an agency, going independent, have you have, have you had clients that kept, stayed with you the entire time, right? Oh, yeah. That saw you at the beginning, still now. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, I have some clients that all have outlasted, like, my, quote, vanilla relationships, um, for sure. They're, like, my longest relationships ever. <laughs> Yeah, we've evolved together for sure. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like the, like the, I guess, companion scene has changed at all since you started? I feel like it's not so taboo anymore. I feel like there's definitely a more diverse clientele as far as age, like walks of life, everything. I feel like before, when I first started, before I retired, it was kind of like more taboo. Now everybody's kind of open-minded, especially in Atlanta. I feel like Atlanta's just, we're yeah, just everyone's like, laid back as fuck. Yeah, like, yeah. I think it's um, introduces you to different people from everywhere. Yeah. So there's a website that everyone's on. It's called OnlyFans. You're on the website. Yes. Hey, people, yo, join, join <laughs> the OnlyFans. It's yes. great. Uh, how do you like OnlyFans? I love it. Yeah. Like, especially when COVID started, um, it just helps you connect and, like, kind of fulfill your fantasies and um, link with people that you wouldn't normally get to link with from everywhere. Oh, nice. All over the world, yeah. If they can't necessarily come to Atlanta to see you face-to-face, you know. Yeah. You can have fun with them virtually. Yeah, because it's, like, so a lot, because, I mean, a lot of people that are seeing, you know, sex workers, they're, like, fucking, they're going to, it's business people, you know. Exactly what I was saying about it being taboo. Like everybody's on OnlyFans, so it's like there's that's one of the OnlyFans. Like it really did create a conversation, really around like online sex work. There's yeah. like everybody. You can't not you can't. If somebody says OnlyFans and you're like, "What's OnlyFans?" It's like, "What the fuck? Where have you been? Where the, yeah. What are you an yeah, alien? I are love you, it. Yeah. <laughs> somebody check this dude. He's fucking not from here. You never heard of OnlyFans? <laughs> yeah, I love it. How long have you been doing it? I started OnlyFans this past, like within the last year. Okay. Yeah. What uh? What's some of your favorite? Like people subscribe to your OnlyFans. What what's some of the, what's some great they're gonna see? So I joined the Mile High Club on OnlyFans. Nice. Uh, I've done very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, content with Sophia Soma. Um, we've shout out to the podcast. Shout yeah, out Sophia. Shout out to Sophia. 
I'm actually working on our pool pictures. Yeah, we've done some really cool pool scenes. Like oh, today yeah. we did some hot balcony mm-hmm. scenes in Buckhead. It was great. And you spit in my mouth while I asked her to. <laughs> yeah. You know, yes. so that's, that's always a good time. I'll, I'll I was spitting in someone's mouth for sure. Absolutely. Have you done that before? Not before today. Are you? But I'm oh open minded. Oh my god, both spitting in the mouth. <laughs> you took my virginity. First time it happened to me, I wasn't ready for it. She's like, open up your mouth. And I was like, uh, I don't don't think I know this. Believe me, you didn't like it. No, your your joke at the the thing when you said, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I I did a joke on Tuesday where I was like, you know, like my ex-girlfriend, she had a great job. She's an escort. Um, She actually charged $600 for sex. But she didn't charge me anything for sex because we're in a relationship. Go you, know? you. And so I feel like every Kudos. time we had sex, I would make six hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That's what, I love your outlook. Yeah, online. you know, like I made a whopping twelve hundred dollars. It was okay. Is that true? Short lived. Okay, I wanted. I so bad. Do so we good. have sex two times? No, that's no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a yeah. PR review. Yeah. All of yesterday, I was literally thinking about this all yesterday. I wanted to text you to be like, no way. Where can the people find you on OnlyFans? What's that URL? Where can the people find your OnlyFans? <laughs> Cameron J0852 is my OnlyFans. Fuck yeah. Okay. People, yeah. you heard it. Cameron J0852, what the fuck you doing? Subscribe to the goddamn OnlyFans. <laughs> you need some spice in your life. Hell yeah. <laughs> what do <so> you... <laughs> What do you feel like some challenges or frustrations you might have within your job are? Challenges or frustrations? I feel like... Challenges are just like making sure that people are safe for you to see. Um, I have like a whole normal square life outside of the hobby. Um, So safety is definitely important to me um, as far as discretion. But... I mean, as far as like actually meeting someone, like I love it. It's it's great. I don't have anything negative to say. Hell yeah. <laughs> Does burnout ever happen for you? So I retired, quote unquote retired, once because I love sex and like I didn't want to start like feeling like it was a job or robotic. Um, and I know that's like a concern clients have. Um, but... Now I'm definitely like more open and every meeting and appointment is individual. So I haven't run into that obstacle yet. Okay. Okay. What do you feel like, you know, I feel like people that don't know anything about sex work or don't feel like they know any sex workers, they're, they're like, there's a lot of misconceptions that that person might have just about sex work because they don't know anything about it. What are you, what do you feel like some misconceptions the general public might have? that you know you found being in the industry just like not true um you know i feel like people think of it as like a raunchy like kind of like you're not in control type scenario or like yeah just a negative connotation of maybe like you're quote-unquote made to do something that you don't want to want to do but i feel like it kind of liberates me and helps me connect with my real self and um, I know that I'm always in control of every situation Um, 
and I get to meet great people like and at their natural authentic selves like you know both people are kind of vulnerable and you know you're especially when you're meeting somebody for the first time whether you're a client or a provider you know it's yeah. like speed dating on a million like oh, you're yeah. blind dating on a million like you don't know what you're meeting behind the door so it's very vulnerable um but i like the comfortability of it and you know getting to know somebody at a very intimate level very authentic level it is because it's like one of those i feel like it's it's just a real honest relationship because it's like i don't fucking yeah i don't have to fucking lie to you it's like it's i don't like yeah absolutely like you're completely honest you're vulnerable there's no reason to lie about anything whereas like you know in society these days you kind of dating is kind of like people play games on your too. best foot forward and as far as like this hobby goes like you can be your 100 percent authentic self as soon as you meet them yeah yeah that is a cool thing that that you know it's like a lot of just scenarios you might like yeah people can't be fucking open and honest with people and it's like you meet somebody i can be who i am because there's zero pressure at all in this fucking relationship that we have you know absolutely yeah I actually find this more comfortable than regular vanilla dating. Yeah. I'm not vanilla dating anyone no. outside of the hobby right now. And like, I feel like I can, besides Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I feel like I can be 100% authentic Cameron J. Hell yeah. yeah. What do you feel like you know about yourself now that you didn't know before getting into sex work? That I'm a freak. (laughs) (laughs) That I'm open-minded. Yeah, I'm definitely more extroverted and comfortable with myself now in this industry. I'm curious and yeah. Do you feel like there's something that maybe you thought of like sexually before you were in sex work and like now you've like experienced that and you're like, great, what's the big deal? I've definitely had more experiences with women since I started this that I was curious about before. And um, I feel like I was able to embrace, you know, our society is kind of like vanilla and like not so open to like escorting and stuff like that. I feel like I was able to experience way more um, individuality and everything with this line of work yeah how long do you see yourself in sex work so I don't like to put like a time constraint on myself just as long as I'm living my best life and enjoying it um as long as I you know feel like I'm having fun with it yeah um yeah oh yeah there's not necessarily like a time limit I feel like we have limits on everything in life and this shouldn't be one that's limited. I mean, as it's long one as the, we're like having fun and being free, like go for it. Like know? who's not going to want to book you in 30 years? You know what I'm saying? Like 30 years. <laughs> 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 we'll see how I'm feeling in 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> so let's take a little trip to the future. Five years from now, 2026. Where are you at? What you doing? What's happening? I'm hitting every continent and just traveling and surrounded by people that love me and I love them back. 
Hell just yeah. living my best life. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Are you a fan of stand-up comedy? Oh, I love stand-up comedy. Mm. I love all comedy. Hell yeah. In every form. I feel like it's important. It is. You need to laugh in this life. Like, especially, like, everything's super heavy right now and, like... So fucking heavy. I just feel like laughter is a release. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite comic? Or favorite oh, comics? I have a million Plural. favorite comics. Um, I love Jim Carrey, Lucille Ball, like, George Lopez, Dave Chappelle. I love Robin Williams, Leslie Mann, Tiffany Haddish is hilarious, like... My favorite movies are, you know, com- like comedian and like I even love like romantic comedies. Oh yeah. Yeah, anything lighthearted and anything that can make you laugh, I love it. Yeah. Goddamn right. Yes. I feel like yeah, like you were saying, like it's like everything's so heavy now. People just like want to be mad. It's like almost yeah, like just like no. the the default is like upset. So it's like yo, we gotta fucking laugh. Because this world sucks. <laughs> right? How long have... Yeah, like, I definitely like to forget that and omit that. How yeah. long have you been in comedy? So, 2015. So, I mean, I, I could say five years. Like, I guess six years. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, six years, I guess. But I Time feel like flies. I don't really count. <laughs> Last year, I feel like doesn't really count. Because it was just, like, from, like, March to... Pretty much March yeah, of like this year. Cult. I feel like I really didn't get up much. Yeah. I so, think that's everybody. Yeah. Like, so I feel like I'll say, I could say six, but I'm going to say five. Yeah. And what made you decide to get in comedy and how did you kind of put your foot in the door? Um, Like I always, always like been like a comedy fan, you know? Yeah. And then I would go to, so I went to the first comedy show. So I went to NC State and they booked Ralphie May mm-hmm. um, to do like a student show. And I fucking love that shit. And so I was like writing like downtown Raleigh and there was a comedy club, Good Nights. And I would go and I would like be like, I kind of want to do way that. Or not necessarily way funnier, but I'm like, I would always like, I would like see myself and be like, I feel like I could do that or like I want to do that. And like my girlfriend at the time, like I kept saying like, hey, I think I want to do this. I think I want to do this. I think I want to do this. And she's like, well, why don't you just do it then? Why, yeah. Like, just like fucking, you keep talking about it. Why don't you fucking go do it? Good for her. And uh, so I did just like went to an open mic at the like comedy club in Raleigh. And then I was like, this is fun. And then just kept doing it. What was the difference in open mic at in Raleigh and Atlanta? Uh, Any I mean, difference or no? I mean, an open mic's an open mic. It's going to be bad. Uh, and, but at that club, so <laughs> at the club, like at, at good nights, like the, you'd get like a pretty good crowd that would come out, yeah. um, to where most open mics are like at bars and you're talking to mostly comics that are also there for the open mic. Yeah. Plus like a few people that are at the bar that came to watch whatever sports games on TV. Right. So, I mean, a lot of open mics are just terrible. Shouts, <laughs> shouts into the void and you're like is this good at all you know um that's super authentic yeah (laughs) i don't know if i could do it it really i mean it's kind of nerve-wracking when you're trying new shit for sure yeah but yeah that's also like what life's about like experiences and stepping out of your comfort zone that's where that's what i i mean definitely for sure like through stand-up i've done so many things to where it's like i would never have fucking done that before yeah or just like saying yes to a lot of stuff where i'd be like why would I ever 
So I was like, well, fuck it. Let's just like, it could be like, it just, it's all like experiences leading up to whatever, like just you, I guess, you know? Yeah. I definitely remember like, <laughs> I'm going to go see Sophia Soma do her first oh like <laughs> open mic night What's so- stand up comic, <laughs> but I have like, <laughs> do you? Oh my god! I'm so excited to talk about birds. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I'm, but so, I'm I so excited. I had a client who kind of had like a midlife crisis, and um, he did his first like stand-up comedic nice. session while we were in an appointment or a date, and um, it was very interesting. They were like, "Are you sure that's your niece?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like everybody yeah, starts exactly. comedy because of like of a crisis. It's like they're just not happy, so they're like, "I gotta do something. I gotta, gotta just tell my thoughts." Of cry, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, literally, yeah. that is the epitome. That, that's my like. Let's just laugh instead of being sad, you know? Because there's so Absolutely. many ways, there's so many reasons to be like not happy. But let's just fucking not choose do, to be happy. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred <laughs> percent. Before we get out of here, do you have a story for the people? Do you want to leave the people on anything? A story for the people. A story for the people. You've told me a story, or you've alluded to a story. You haven't told me the full story. What story? It, it involves... I've told you lots of <laughs> secrets and stories. <laughs> so this involves uh, an actor. Uh-huh. He was in the movie Austin Powers. <laughs> He it's was a very uh, interesting story. I know exactly uh, <laughs> what you're talking about. He was Austin Powers' little person that, you know. Vern Troyer. Vern Troyer. Rest his soul. R.I.P. Shout out to the... R.I.P., yes. To the tripod. <laughs> so I was touring New York, and, um, you know, he gave normal references. I reached out to them. They never once mentioned who he was or that he was a little person, Um so yeah, I thought before meeting him, it was going to be a perfectly, you know, normal, quote unquote, normal date. Um, I open the door and he comes kind of like, you know, hobbling, wobbling in with a duffel bag, like a Fifty Shades of Grey bag. Nice. Um, the bag was bigger than he was. Um and so he like lays everything out and I'm thinking like, I hope this is for you, this is not for me, right? And like, um, some of the interesting items in the bag were like metal boot spurs and um, nipple clamps that tased. Nice. And uh, so yeah, it was a very interesting appointment. I ended up, he wanted um, you to kind of like or me to cut him from his head to his toes with metal boot spurs they were super sharp um i think pain was kind of like a release for him and then like the nipple clamps like literally (laughs) tased him tased the shit out of him i was like oh this is this is great but i was wondering like why the references didn't ever 
mention that it was Vern Troyer or, you know, that he was like very um, open with his sexuality. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, that's dope. I'm like, this dude knows what the fuck he wants. Shout out to that. That's oh, yeah. Dope. He was super open. Like, it was great. It was. Did you say was anything like, about that you knew like, that who he was? I was Were like, you like, should I get your autograph or like, <laughs> he was like, you know, yeah. not, not too many. He was yeah. humble, but also like not too many people get to experience yeah. the side of me. Um, yeah, that was great. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. I feel like if I ever get famous, I, I mean, I'm going to have a duffel bag of stuff. Pulling around. <laughs> what are, what's going to be in your duffel bag? What are you going to have? I don't know. There's definitely going to be like. I don't know about the metal boot spurs. That was that was unique for sure. I I don't think I've had any client before or after who's brought in metal boot spurs and they were sharp too. Really? Like, I'm like, where did you get these? That's like, great. Yeah. That's interesting. Shout, shout, shout out to Burn Troy. Shout out to Mini Me. Hell yeah. That's great. Yeah. This is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Cameron, I I appreciate you coming on the podcast. This, this has been so this has been so much fun. Two years later, it happened, and this is great. I'm so happy that I interviewed <laughs> with you. Like, no. Fuck yeah! Where can the people find you on Twitter? My Twitter is at Miss Cameron of ATL. Fuck yeah! People, follow her on Twitter. What are you doing? Follow me. OnlyFans.com slash Cameron J0852. Absolutely. Oh my God. I already got it memorized. Don't. When I get home, <laughs> subscribe it. You're missing out. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's been dope. Thank you for interviewing me. You're awesome. Hell yeah. Listeners, we'll be back later. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Cameron J. Shout out, Cameron. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. It was so much fun. Listeners, she just plugged it. You can find her on Twitter at Miss Cameron of ATL. She's on OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Cameron J0852. I'll have links to both in the description of the show. Click the links, give her a follow. As always, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. Also, Cameron and Sophia were the Patreon episode for October. So we sat down and we recorded like basically right after this uh, and then recorded some more. So if you want to hear more, patreon.com slash full service pod. It's about like 90 minutes and we're just fucking kicking back, chilling, fucking having fun. So uh, join us on Patreon for that. Patreon.com slash full service pod. Hey, if you enjoy the show, subscribe. You'll be alerted as soon as those new episodes drop. Hit us with five stars on Apple Podcasts. Write us a review. I will love you forever. I'll read it on the podcast. It's my favorite thing to do. But yo, that's it. That's episode 105. Thanks for being here. Shout out to y'all for fucking with the show. Seriously, I really do appreciate it. Uh, We'll be back in two weeks. Ooh boy, what's happening It's a secret. I'm not telling y'all. I'll tweet about it. I will tweet about it. So make sure you're following us there. I will see y'all on November. Oh boy, November. I'm looking at my phone right now. November 16th. Fuck yeah. Go Braves. I'll see you then. Later.
service.